Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, folks. I would like to introduce myself. My name is Payal. And I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my Melting Pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi listeners, welcome to another weekly melting pot episode. Today I'm in conversation with Isha Desai. Isha is in Australia and Sydney as a matter of fact, and she is the author of a book called Hot Cuppa Fiction. Thank you for joining me today, Isha. Thank you for inviting me. So Isha, what's your story? How long have you been in Australia? When did you move to Sydney? And just a little background on you. What were your growing up days like? Which part of India, if at all you grew up in India, which part of India did you grow up in? And uh, so a little bit of your background before we start talking about uh, you being an author. Sure. So I actually was born in a city called Surat in India. Then I I didn't live there for very long, a few years, six to eight years. And then I moved to this little town called Panchkani. Were you you in boarding school there? I was for a few years. So I studied in day school and boarding. But while I was in day school, that's when the whole magic started happening basically because for me that town was just just like a little fairy tale town of sorts you know because you could just get up and go anywhere and you'd just find nature you'd find hills and little streams and stuff basically that's where I started reading a lot also and yeah and then my school has had a major part in sort of grooming me to start appreciating good authors writers because we had a lot of we had a lot of authors uh, like uh, Liam O'Flaherty and all their stories that we read through school so and then I moved to Pune for my college I um, studied pharmacy there bachelor's in pharmacy okay yeah and then I did my master's in international business from Monash University in Melbourne 
and then i moved to mumbai for a bit i was in pune for for a few years and then i moved to sydney only in 2017 oh 2000 so that's quite recent then yeah but, so it's interesting that you had a passion for reading and literature from such a young age did you not want to follow that through in terms of education how is it that you did something absolutely so different from literature actually that is a very good question and a valid one so i was i think that i wasn't mature enough to realize that it was more than a hobby because for me i i just liked stories and then i thought to myself would i be able to make a career out of this because that's what conditioning makes you believe that you know something of that sort would just be a hobby but then for a living you do more than that more and concrete uh, yeah 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 and also it was funny because through my pharmacy years i didn't struggle so it never occurred to me that this is not the field that i would want to pursue for life so yeah okay interesting so then what so other than reading you did not uh, different kinds of literature you did not really have any formal education as such in no. in in um, the written words or in you know in the understanding of what you were reading it was just purely a hobby totally yeah, yeah. actually you know for, uh, it's funny because it wasn't just the english literature but even the hindi literature that had such a major impact on me especially premchand it's just i don't know what it is about the way a human being can tell you a story in the sense that when the author is writing it's it's more than just them portraying a character it's it's about them you almost get a peek into their lives and i feel like i was more curious about the authors and their lives as well and, so yeah yeah so you kind okay. of you must have done a lot of research then on the authors what is the different genre of literature that you grew up reading what is it that i know you've just mentioned that you were really fascinated with the authors and premchand and had quite an impact on you but other than that what are the different genres that you really got fascinated with and wanted to read more and more and know more about so for me actually a mystery is a big genre that i'm very interested in so by mystery i basically read edgar allan poe at a very young age uh, maybe about 10 around that age yeah, yeah. i i kind of i kind of took my own when i read his first story the cask of amontillado if i'm pronouncing it right and that i i still remember when i first read it it had a it had a very different impact on me i took away from it something very different but then when i read it recently i realized that it is you can take it very differently in in your different phases of your life so for me so your understanding I, of it changed when you changed. got older and you reread the book wow that's yeah. it the perspective yeah. has changed yeah changed. wow that's interesting yeah 
and i think also i remember reading rebecca by daphne du maurier oh, oh, oh. yeah beautiful i don't know what it was but it was just an abridged version that i borrowed from school i read it and then the last bit of it of course the the unraveling of it yeah. was so much deeper than it should have been i and even while i read it as a as a child i don't know why but i thought that i'm missing some bit of it there's something that i'm not understanding so i kept it with me and i reread it to try and understand what it was but that mystery sort of kept me going what is it that i can't understand in it why is it that it's not clicking i think that's what got me interested in mystery yeah and these classics i think you can i think it's very hard to replicate now you know because those authors and writers had sentiments that and the world that they lived in was so different from the world that we live Absolutely. in what do you feel about you know there's always this debate on classics being made into films or um, now of course it's tv series as well and so not just classics but generally uh, novels that get made into visually like i said tv or films do you have an opinion on because everyone has different ways of looking at it you know so for you what do you always kind of if you read the book and then you watched the movie do you make comparisons do you find like things could have been differently or do you say oh my god looking at the film i see a perspective which i did not when i was reading the book or the other way around so does that really happen to happen with you does in some cases it's a very funny sort of a thing because for at least for the harry potter series when i read the book it almost felt like exactly the things that i had imagined were were being played out in the movie so it was almost like they recreated the whole atmosphere as well not just retelling the story on as a visual medium but it was almost like they made the world come alive for you but it was so perfect as yeah. per my imagination that yeah. i was extremely happy with that but also i i don't know but it's i have actually tried to get a feel of what screen writing also feels like as opposed to prose writing and the only difference i feel is that when when you are writing prose there's so much left unsaid because the reader almost has to put in their own yeah, in, imagine, their own judgments yeah. Yeah. why but when it's visual it's there is so much that you have to explain but at the same time there's so much that comes through from an actor's perspective so i i kind of feel like on the screenwriting level you might not be able to put in as much feel into it but then the actor what they can do with it yeah it just probably becomes something else as opposed to yeah yeah no absolutely i completely agree with you because then the actor or the director is they're using their imagination um and their interpretation of what they think it could be or it should be 
Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, there are some classics like I remember, like you growing up, even I read a lot of these, you know, like you mentioned, Rebecca, for me, Gone with the Wind. And also you're at that age where, you know, the romance of it, the all of that oh, yeah. also Absolutely. Adds, right? So, um, <laughs> so... <laughs> So then I, I remember reading Dr. Zhivago, Gone with the Wind, Rebecca, as you mentioned, and some, some books that my mom recommended to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and then when I saw the films, the impact was very, very different. And, oh, and that kind of, that used to surprise me. And yeah, like yeah. you, even I revisited some some books or some some things that just stayed somehow. They just stay mm. with you, right? They um, do absolutely. Yeah. But did anything ever kind of make you feel like it's done so differently, and yet now I'm I'm in conflict? Like yeah, because yeah, it was it, so yeah. good both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely, yeah. And and I think there you give credit to both the author and also whoever's uh, managed to kind of transform the book onto the big screen. So yeah. I think credit, I mean, obviously more credit to the author because it's originally his or her interpretation, right? So so then how did you get into writing? How did that come about? Did you, did you actually, with pharmacy, did you work? Did you use that education at any point at all? I did for a few years, but I, that's actually where I got the clarity that I needed to do something more imaginative rather than something that's the rule of the book. Right, and more clinical, right? Correct. Yeah. So, because uh, I know that when, you know, even in creative art forms, like you say, cooking, it's it's so creative and yet it can be so measured. But for me, that measure kind of makes me feel restricted. So that's where I, I got the clarity that if I have to be restricted by rules, then I might not be happy. Yeah. 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 So then that's where I guess your love for, for, for reading finally. So it was always a passion, but I guess it was somewhere waiting to come to the surface, right? Right. That's true. Because yeah. um, I, I, I used to write even as a child, and but there were very silly stories or when friends gathered, I, I'd rather that they tell me stories and I do the same. And that's that's where it kind of started. But I don't know why I always felt like it, it wasn't worth someone else seeing it. But as I matured, I realized that it doesn't matter whether someone else sees it or doesn't see it, whether they have an opinion of it or not. As long as those who will enjoy it feel a connect to it. Connect, yeah. So then that's when you started putting your thoughts down, meaning in a more On paper, way. that's On true. Paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is Hot Kappa Fiction your first book? Yes. Okay, so when, when was it published? How long was the process from, you know, the first word <laughs> to yeah. it actually getting published? 
how long did that take uh actually that's it was interesting because when i first moved to sydney that was when i i didn't know what sort of a job i was going to look for and stuff and i was just kind of taking it a little easy i went on wordpress and just read a few brilliant brilliant writers and i just saw them write their heart out that's it there was nothing nothing fancy about it and i i realized that i basically wanted to just pour my stories out somewhere so i used wordpress and i started writing as flash fiction which is basically any stories that are below 1000 words oh. so they are like literally like a sip size like okay. you can just read yeah. it in yeah. within 5 yeah. minutes yeah and what i realized also was that these days because uh, we do we are with there's so much convenience added to our lives but yet there is so much crammed into our lives so we don't actually get the time to commit to a larger book or a story so i thought why not just just write something where i can take the reader through at least that situation have an end where they are surprised by it so there will always be a surprising end but at least that kind of feel satisfying like you went through this little rush and then you had this surprise ending they were all less than 1000 words less than 1000 words okay. but i just started writing every sunday and then because of my love for coffee it was literally like one shot of a story every sunday so it was like hot cup of fiction so um, a little cup of very fiction. interesting title yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you can't i mean when you hear the title your it leaves you wondering what you know what it could be yeah. coffee hot cup of coffee fiction you know combination of yeah. absolutely yeah so then how many stories did you write i mean how many sundays did this go on for this went on actually for a year and a half almost so i have a bank of about 53 sto- written stories but i think the published book has about 37 oh. and yeah so, so you're ready to publish the next one <laughs> <laughs> sort of yeah. yeah but i still keep writing my short stories although i haven't been publishing them so i keep writing my quotes and little stories and stuff so and and so you've kind of compiled them together so yeah it's always good if you're not looking and writing a full length fiction and mm-hmm. you're only looking at writing short stories then i think it's endless right it's endless yeah because it's not like it's one story that needs to develop then you need to flesh out the characters then you need to go deeper into it then you need to totally. scenarios whereas here it's short and sweet and then you can move on to doing something else that comes to your mind exactly right? yeah, exactly that's that's cuz i realize i so just for the fun of it i have written a novel as well but i just realized that through writing it there is so much growth within the characters itself that sometimes you can't keep up with because you kind of as as a writer you fall short of i know that this character has to be deeper than this it cannot just stop here but then 
you kind of lose track of it because you know you have to grow more so that the character is you can do justice to the character so then you leave it aside for a bit do other things and then get back you're absolutely right there has to be that clarity for each each character needs to be fleshed out otherwise it's meaningless and then the more characters you have the more you need to flesh them out the more confusing it can get <laughs> Because one of them grows enough, but then yeah. someone else hasn't caught up yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that makes so much sense. Wow, that's so. I mean, your your way, your point of view, and your way of thinking. There's so much clarity, which is what I'm really enjoying talking to you about. Thank you. Um, so, but you're asking such lovely questions. Oh, thank you. And you're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time. ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me Hayo on this very unique and special podcast series Melting Pot. I guess that's what Melting Pot is all about. It's more mm-hmm. conversations, you know, with guests because I talk to so many different guests from so many different walks of life who are doing like incredible stuff and so for me it's a learning as well. you know yeah, so good as yeah. as it goes along yeah so i i really enjoy these can i i, I don't know if i Little. can call them kappa kappa chats yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah so are you enjoying i know you obviously studied in melbourne so but i know also that's it Sydney and Melbourne are completely different cities and so have you sort of settled in are you enjoying your life in in Sydney Oh I love it I love Sydney I think uh, that Melbourne ha- held this sort of quality of nostalgia for me Yeah so I was hung up on it in the beginning Yeah. But then once I got to know Sydney better I'm just I seriously feel like it's the best city that I've visited yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also I think you know the culture the I mean there's a lot of you need to be in a city which has which offers different things for you to discover. Yeah. Sure. I, I mean yes. I can understand that Mel I mean I've been to both right? Melbourne's more um it's it's more the food is great and it's so it's it's that it's got a different aspect to quality, yeah a different quality to it absolutely yeah there's a lot of exploring to do there's a lot of if you live around the city there's a lot of walking to do you have beautiful you have museums as well Mm. and i've actually been talking to a few people from some of my guests from sydney and melbourne oh, nice. who are in the art space and yeah and one of my guests i think she's in melbourne i can't remember now and she was talking about how they're trying to encourage local artists to mm. and they they're building a community so which is which is quite interesting to it i i really uh, learned a lot from from that conversation as well so oh, what what are plans have you thought of you are in the process of publishing a second book as of now actually i'm working as an accounts payable officer at yeah at this um, insurance company so with the with 
whatever time I get, I try to write more. But yeah, sometime in the new, near future, I, I will probably publish another book. Yeah, and you've got a bank of stories, so you can bear yeah. So did your first book, was it self-published or did you? Yes. It was self-published. It was self-published, yeah. Okay, and where is it available? Is it available on Amazon? On Amazon, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. and both the Kindle version as well as the, the print? Yeah. Oh, okay, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. So do you, like, are you getting good uh, feedback? Uh, are people buying your book? What, which, which part of the world have you had the maximum uh, number of people who've actually bought your book, whichever, whether Kindle or uh, paperback? So as of now, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't marketed it at all. So whatever, whoever visits my Instagram page and stuff, those are the people who actually end up buying a lot of it. Because I initially had a lot of readership through WordPress itself. And that's where I get suggestions to publish. So I went ahead and published it in in that sense. But I, I hadn't planned anything for it. So I, I actually genuinely haven't gone in to look at where, where it's been selling or any of that sort. Right. at least as of now so so yeah. is it hard to self-publish it's 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 a pretty it's not a very hard process to actually publish it but I guess the marketing aspect would be difficult if if you wanted to get into it but that's again my perspective I think because sometimes I feel like if you look at marketing as something that you as as a job to be done then it gets difficult like I do but if someone is actually very just flows with it it comes more naturally then it would be a yeah yeah I think it's a whole new I mean to write a book and and I think it's true of any anything creative if you're an artist or you write a book or you have written a script for a film or you've made a short film I think that's that's the creativity in you. But when you have to take it to the next level, which is marketing, it's an absolute, it's, you have to be so pushy. (laughs) And you have, okay, one, maybe you need, you know, if you have a marketing background in terms of education, and you very specifically studied that, that's one. And two, if you haven't, (laughs) then you really have to be shameless and you have to just push and push. (laughs) I think you need a personality for that. You need a personality because I feel like sometimes it's counterproductive for me at least. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. No, but yeah. I think your Instagram clearly is is working for you because my team <laughs> found you through Instagram. So, <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're definitely doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that's one space where I feel like if you take the liberty to be yourself, you can be. I mean, it's it's an easy platform to be yourself if you're not under that pressure. Yeah. So, that kind of, I, I find it more easy to be there. 
Yeah, because yeah. also you're not you're not actually walking into an office, or you're not. There's no person to person physical communication. It's all done virtually. And as an author, I guess that's your space, right? It's <laughs> so, so true. So true. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, I, you know, I, I mean, obviously, I did read about your family connection, but I told myself that I'm not going to because <laughs> this conversation's about you and not, and you know, not about your extended family and well, your immediate family, really. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not going to bring up your sister <laughs> and her being <laughs> and all of that because I think what you're doing is just so, so interesting and your journey, you know, I mean, I understand that you're now, it's not something that you're doing full time, but the fact that you've grown uh, and allowed yourself to, from it being passion for reading to actually writing to then self-publishing I think it's a huge milestone and, <laughs> and all credit to you for that and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next uh, lot of your <laughs> your stories yeah. And I think we leave a little mystery about what I am assuming it's it's mystery because that's what you enjoy writing, right? It's basically just going to be short stories again, but this time with a little more than just because for me, mystery could be thrillers as well. But this is more not supernatural, but there has to be this, how do I say, so, something that's untapped within within you oh, so this element of. of an element of an interpretation that you could have in any way like that sort of you should be doing this full time Isha. <laughs> <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> Yeah, maybe the next time I have a conversation with you, uh, you're going to say, well, I listened to you, Kyle, and I decided to, to, yeah, to be a writer full time. And I'm sure it's, it's going to be, I, I like what I'm, I'm hearing is this genuine love for writing. <laughs> I guess it's just the stories. Yeah. Whatever it is, whatever it is, if it's just stories or you never know, I mean, just stories could then move on to something else. But Absolutely. Uh, yeah, actually, Pal, I was just, you know, this masterclass on that's available online for, and there are these celebrated authors or people from different walks. They yeah. actually give masterclasses there just to sort of walk you through their process or yeah so I was just hearing Salman Rushdie the other day and if you hear him you genuinely realize that formal education it it might be it might help you it'll polish your skills for sure and it is it is helpful but more than that it's just his observation of life his observation of characters and then to put them in absurd situations and yeah. then see how they react. 
yeah. it's, it's just mad. It's, yeah, it is mad. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> right. I've left, I, I have read a lot of Salman Rushdie and, and you're absolutely right. But he, the way he, all his characters have, there's something so, and his writing is so unique. And, oh, absolutely. It sort of identifies with him. So even if you, you you read something and you don't know who the author is, you will know that it's Salman. No yeah. yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. I think that's the I think that's the beauty of of it. I guess to just throw yourself into it and then see what comes out of it. Yeah. Because it's a surprise for you as well. It's yeah. it's not just. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Wow interesting and it must be so i mean you must be enjoying your process as well so much because it is creative if you yeah, think about yeah it. absolutely yeah, yeah. and yeah. and you know i mean i i do voiceovers professionally i've been doing that for okay. several years but even i i mean you you studied pharmacy i was in the i was in the corporate world i was in the travel industry i worked with a few airlines in marketing oh, <laughs> so, like you i i like that interface i mean I, i am a people's person and then i decided to move away and do voiceovers and and then so i've been doing voiceovers for several years and then so again being creative has always been something that you know that that was my calling i guess Um, yeah. and then i when i started to become a podcaster again mm-hmm. i didn't know anything about the industry i just i used to listen to podcasts and i said no i'd like to extend what i do into and try and make a connect you know with the fact that i i love meeting new people plus i am able to use my voice plus i am in an industry which is now booming so just a combination of all three and and then yeah and, I, and i'm so grateful that i have met now virtually but before pandemic i was actually you know i would have probably been in australia and sydney talking to you oh. so that's what i I've, i've been doing but then for a year now i do these virtual meets and but it's incredible because i've heard so many stories and people somehow i guess a little bit of encouragement and everyone likes to share mm. because there's something that they're proud of there's some sense of achievement so and there's some passion and and a lot of my listeners again you know people who may want to be authors or who may want to be in film or who may want to be entrepreneurs or who may want to be in health or you know it could be it's mm-hmm. it covers so many different genres which is why i call it the melting pot <laughs> oh yeah it's an app name so apt. yeah <laughs> thank you yeah i mean thank you Kyle. I'm loving my journey and I can see that you're loving your whole your journey. I'm absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so good luck Isha. <laughs> Thank I you. Really enjoyed chatting with you. Same here. <laughs> Thank you so. You much. you're such a good listener Payal. I love that. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, bye. For more weekly conversations, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. 
So until the next episode, this is Pyle signing off. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.